welcome to New Life Church Sermons. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to connect more with us, go to newlifesl.church. Second Kings chapter 6, verses 15 through 17. Our New Life kids can be dismissed for their Sunday school class. All kids ages 11 and under, feel free to go to Sunday school. 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 15 through 17. It says, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. Everyone say, he saw. And behold, the mountain was full. Say full full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. There's something in the Bible we need to wrap our minds around. Everything that God does and he's about, is it's meant to be full. Compel them to come in that my house may be full. The mountain is full with horses of chariots and fire. We are to be filled with the Holy Ghost and what comes out of us is rivers of living water. There is an element to God where we are supposed to be so full we cannot contain it. That's every, He wants to take over. He wants to fill the stone that struck the statue in the book of Daniel was a stone and grew into a great mountain we got to get rid of our small minded thinking full overflow take over consume our God is a consuming fire the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha I want to talk to us today from this subject, see the supernatural. Look at somebody and say, see the supernatural. Let's pray and ask the Lord to minister in this house. Father, we love you. We thank you for your presence here. We thank you, God, for the wonderful people of God that have gathered in this house. We ask now, Lord, that as the word goes forth, that our heart would have been prepared through our praise and worship to be good ground to receive the seed of the word. And I'm asking, Lord God, that you would have your way in this house. We take authority and dominion over everything that would seek to hinder your will from being accomplished. We bind it in Jesus' name. And let there be a loosing of revelation of your word in this house. Let it be accompanied and confirmed by your spirit, we ask. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you're going to mix your faith with the word, why don't we give him some praise in the house? Look at somebody as you're seated and tell them God is good because he is. He is a good God. 
Imagine waking up this morning, looking out your window. Normally, you would expect to see the beautiful sunshine as it reflects off of the trees, and thankfully today we did. Sometimes you'll wake up and you'll hear the gentle rain as it bounces off of the ground, creating a relaxing sound that lulls you back to sleep, like we have. You get up, you make some coffee, tea, or water, whatever your morning routine is, and you look out your window, but today is not a normal day, because today you see an army surrounding your house, ready to destroy you and everything that you own. What do you do? Well, as crazy as this may seem to us, this is exactly what took place in 2 Kings chapter 6. And the reason why is because Elisha was a prophet of God. He wasn't just, if you want to say, an average prophet. He wasn't one of those YouTube prophets, Facebook prophets, pandemic prophets. Uh, Maybe some of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, They wanted to blow COVID away, and so they did, but COVID stayed. Uh, not, not, Not that type of prophet. Not a false prophet, a real one, where the king of Syria was devising plans to take out the people of God in Israel. And Elisha, a man of God, was able to pick up on what the king of Syria was saying in his bedchamber. And every time the king of Syria would seek to execute his plot against Israel, he would fail because the prophet of God warned the armies of Israel, and the king of Israel, and they were spared. And the king of Syria is trying to figure out what's going on. He thinks he has a traitor in his camp. And so he's like, who is on Israel's side in Syria? And his servant says, no one, sir, but the man of God said to the king of Israel, and he's telling him what you are saying in your bedchamber. This was before uh, they had abilities to bug rooms and tap into conversations. It was just the good old spirit of God speaking to a man of God. And the king of Syria is enraged and so he seeks to take out the man of God, the prophet of God, Elisha. And he sends his entire army to surround his house. One man's that much of a threat to a kingdom? Well, so Elisha wakes up to the sound of his servant saying, Master, what are we going to do? We are compassed about by an army of the enemy. And the prophet responds and says, Fear not. They that are with us are more than they that are with them. However, the servant could not see what the prophet was saying. Because the prophet has the ability to see into the supernatural and tell the people of God what is about to happen. And the servant wasn't able to see what the prophet was saying And he's at, what in the world are you talking about? It's me and you in this house, and there is an army 
of the enemy surrounding our house. He says, fear not. They that are with us are more than they that are with them. And then Elisha prays, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses, of chariots of fire, round about Elisha. The servant represents each of us here today at some point in our life. We were plagued by circumstance and situation, and we were overwhelmed with fear or worry, anxiety, struggle. Or life itself had just taken a toll on us and we had failed to see into the spirit now. Perhaps we were overwhelmed or we are overwhelmed with shame of our past or sin we may have recently committed or sin we are living in today. We're overwhelmed with these things and we're consumed with these things and we wake up one day and we see that everything is against us and everything that opposes us is standing at our front door. And the enemy of our soul has waged war on us and our family and we feel surrounded. Has anyone ever felt surrounded before? No way out, no escape, overwhelmed, consumed. However, what I want to remind us today is whether it's a mess you created for yourself or an onslaught of hell that was devised against you, I want to remind you today and stir your spirit to remember this, that it's time for us to wake up out of our slumber and see once again into the supernatural. I want to echo the words of the prophet Elisha today and remind you to fear not because they that are with us are more than they that are with them. Whatever has come against you, whatever wears at you, whatever lies to you and feels like you're outnumbered, that's a lie of the enemy because no matter what the number of the enemy it is that is against you, what is on your side is greater. The command is fear not. It's not a suggestion. It's not something, you know, you want to take my word for it. No, it's fear not not do not fear do not worry do not be timid do not back down and do not doubt this is the reason why God is on our side well I don't see every it doesn't matter what you see in the natural if you can get spiritual enough for a second to into the spiritual you will see an army of the Lord that has your enemy surrounded because they that are with us are more than they that are with them somebody say amen Paul echoed this statement in Romans 8 when he said if God be for us he lists so many things that are against us 
So many things that are against the people of God and circumstances and persecutions and tribulations and attacks of the enemy lists it all. And then he declares this statement. If God be for us, who can be against us? And I want to put it into just 21st century layman's terms for a moment and say it like this. If God is on our side, do you believe that today? If God really is on our side. If you believe today that God really is on your side. The God who spoke the cosmos into existence. The God who in six days created everything that you see on this planet. That God. The God that parted the Red Sea. The God that caused the walls of Jericho to fall. The God that was with David who killed the giant Goliath. The God who manifests himself in human flesh as the man Jesus Christ. The God who defeated death, hell, and the grave on the cross, that God, if you believe that that God is for you today, then who in the world stands a chance against us? Who in the world, what devil, what principality, what circumstance, what sickness stands a chance against us? I've got the answer. Nothing, no one, no devil, no person, no city, no disease stands a chance against you because our God is for us. Look at somebody and say, God is for me. Amen. I know it feels like the enemy surrounds you sometimes. And I understand sometimes it feels that there's more that's against you than there is actually that's for you. And it feels like you're not going to win. And it feels like how that it doesn't feel like how it is is how it's going to be because you have a promise or you're looking in faith to the future. But the current circumstance seems like how in the world can how it is now become what God promised it will be. And how it feels and how it looks in the natural, I want to remind you today, is not how it is in the supernatural. It looks bad, hopeless, or like it's over perhaps at times. But today you need to let your eyes be opened and see one simple truth. God has your back. If you are striving to live for him, and you're not opposing his word, and you're not living one way throughout the week and then just coming to church to fulfill a religious traditional requirement, but you actually have a heart for God and you want the will of God for your life and your family and you want to live in a way that pleases God and you've been born again of the water and of the spirit, I'm here today to tell you God has your back. What is surrounding you today, surrounded actually by the host of heaven. So what has you surrounded is surrounded. The host of heaven. 
59 times in Isaiah, 80 times in Jeremiah, 9 times in Amos, 12 times in Haggai, 46 times in Zechariah, 24 times in Malachi, 15 times in the book of Psalms. In fact, nearly 270 times in just the first half of our Bible, the Old Testament, God reveals himself as the Lord of hosts, making this the most frequently used compound title of God in the Old Testament. It was as if he doesn't want us to forget that he is the general, the principal commander, the God and the Lord of the angel armies, the hosts of heaven. He is God above all. He is God the most high. He is seated above every spiritual entity and being, both on God's side and both demonic. He is above it all. He commands it all. He is the general, the Lord, the God of angel armies. And he wants to remind his people he wants to remind the readers of Holy Scripture of this truth. Angels are beings of inconceivable power, unmatched might in creation. In the Bible, we learn one angel one night smote the land of Egypt and every firstborn of the land perished that did not dwell in a home where the blood of the lamb was applied. We understand in scripture that one angel one night falls upon the camp of the Assyrians and kills 185,000 soldiers that were marching against God's people. One angel against 185,000 skilled human warriors and the angel killed them all. One angel, one night, that is the power of an angel. One, one. The power of heaven is revealed in the truth of revelation at the end of the book where we read that an unnamed angel lays hold of the devil and casts him into the bottomless pit and shuts the lid on him. One angel. And he doesn't even have a name mentioned in scripture. It's not referring to Michael or Gabriel. It's just one angel. Lays hold of the devil and doesn't toss, doesn't struggle to push him over the edge, but he lays hold of him and he casts him into the bottomless pit. This is one warrior of God's heavenly army. When the centurions came to arrest Jesus, Peter, in an effort to defend the Christ, draws his sword and strikes the ear of one of the soldiers of the high priest, and he cuts his ear off. And in Matthew 26, Jesus swiftly commands Peter, put up again your sword into your place. Uh, then the Lord tells him, do you not think that I cannot pray to my father and he 
presently, instantly, in a moment, give me more than 12 legions of angels? Jesus was speaking to his disciples in the commonly understood terms of the day. The Roman Empire is what ruled the world in Jesus' day. So the term legion is a Roman term comprising of nearly 6,000 men. So Jesus is saying 12 legions. So he's telling Peter, do you not understand how you know the power of one angel, but at my word alone, I can command 72,000 angels to come and rush to my aid and fight on my behalf. You don't need to draw your sword, Peter. It's not going to do you any good. But at one word from the commander of the angel armies, 12 legions can be dispatched at the word of God. John the Revelator tells us, that the Lord God has at his disposal 10,000 times 10,000 angels and thousands of thousands. That's a biblical term for you can't count it. There's so many angels in heaven you can't count them all. And they all answer to the command of Jesus. The host of heaven, understand this, the host of heaven is real. It is valid. And it is still active in the 21st century. And it is the single most powerful, organized, lethal fighting force of all time. And the good news is they're on our side. Because if God's before us, everything in heaven and in earth is for us. That is on God's side. The Bible says in Psalm 34, 7, that the angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear God and delivereth them. Encamps round about, that means you are surrounded. If you are a God-fearing, blood-bought, spirit-filled child of God, when you walk down the street, you're surrounded by the heavenly host. When you go to bed at night, you are surrounded by the heavenly host. When you walk onto your job, there is an angel that goes with you because the angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear God and delivers them. Let's thank God. Let's thank God for a moment. We're not worshiping angels. We're worshiping God, but we're talking about something that is a part of the kingdom of God today. Bible says in Hebrews that angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who shall be the heirs of salvation. God has reserved angels to minister to his saints, to aid them on this journey through this earth, to accomplish the will of God in the earth, and to strengthen us as we are sojourners on our way to heaven. They are invisible spiritual partners. You need to understand that today. That's why the writer of Hebrews says, do not fail or cease to entertain strangers and show hospitality to people you don't know because you may just have entertained angels unaware. 
was walking out of the bank a couple weeks ago. I'd seen this guy at the beginning. When I walked in, I heard him talking. Whatever business he was trying to conduct, it wasn't working out. So he walks out. The deal is, is I noticed he was blind. He had his stick. He had a very dark pair of sunglasses. And um, by all intents and purposes, he appeared to be very, very blind. And uh, But I, I was taking care of my business, and I just heard him walk out the door as he was talking. I walk out the door uh, when I'm done, and he's standing there. And there was something in my spirit that instantly rose up like he's about to talk to you. And so, you know, it, was, it had been raining for two weeks. It's cold. I'm hurrying to the next appointment. And so in my flesh, I'm like, you know, maybe I can get to my car. But he turns around like he was expecting me. And he says, excuse me. I'm like, yes. Can you walk me to the sandwich shop? I'm looking around. I'm like, sandwich? You know, where's the sandwich shop? I don't know what you're talking about. He said, it's over by the parking garage. And uh, I was like, oh, I see. Quiznos? Yeah, 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 Quiznos. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I'll do that. Because instantly in my spirit, it was like the Lord said, this is a test. Now, in my human fleshly side, I was like, I, I don't, I, I was like, oh, this is all just a facade and he's about to jump me and, you know, beat me up right outside of Chase Bank. You know, that, that's one, that's, that's going on in the left ear because that's the shoulder the devil rests on. Um, that was just a joke. Um, everyone's like, I'm cutting off my left shoulder. No, um, but uh, that, that's going through my mind. I'm like, he's about to just take me out with that stick. And, uh, but, you know, on the other side, you know, right here. Um, I, I know Jesus is like, this is a test. I'm like, well, I want to pass, so okay. And, and, uh, and I'm like, okay. So it, it, wasn't, it wasn't that much of a problem. I'm just slowing down everything that's going through my brain in like 10 seconds, okay? It's crazy how quick the brain can work. And, um, and he's, I'm like, yeah, I'll walk you there. I, I, I saw where it was, and I'm like, well, there's people around, so. If he does jump me, at least they'll pick me up before I die, hopefully. Uh, I'm joking. And so he's like, can I take your elbow? And I'm like, okay. So, you know, just like takes hold of my arm and, and we're walking across the, uh, the parking lot. And uh, there, it hadn't been raining. For some reason, the rain had stopped. It was raining the whole way to the bank. Been raining all year. But this one specific moment, it wasn't raining. All right. And so we're walking. This is funny. I, I don't, you know, I got a lot more to get to, and I'm trying to move through this story, but it's so many funny moments. And so we're just walking, we're talking, and he, uh, I, we, we, we get to the, uh, the, the overhang where Quiznos is, and he wanted to go to the sandwich shop. I didn't, I forgot what time it was. So I'm like, it was actually 10 a.m. I'm like, who wants a Quiznos sub at 10 a.m.? But um, anyway, so I go to reach for the door at Quiznos to open it up. He said, oh, that's all right. I'm not going in. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, 
you need anything else? No, that's it. Have a good day. And he just starts walking off. And I'm like, and so I'm like, well, whatever. And uh, I'm just like so perplexed. It just didn't feel normal, okay? That's the thing. It just didn't feel normal. And so I step out from under the overhang and start walking back to my car. It starts raining. I just helped this visually impaired man across the parking lot. You can't hold the rain back for me to get to my car. You know, that's what I'm thinking. And uh, I, I get back to my car and I'm still perplexed. And it, it was like, Jesus was like, good job. I'm like, thanks. Wiping the water off. And so I'm like, you know what? This just whole situation felt weird. I'm either in a weird mood, which is possible, or uh, this was weird. And uh, so I drive back around to find the guy. And obviously he could have ducked into his store. But I looked in the windows. I didn't see him anywhere. I don't know what he was. But unusual situations where there's an opportunity to help somebody. And it just feels unusual. We're supposed to help people in general. But that's what Hebrews is talking about. Hospitality, meeting the needs of others. Because you never know when you entertained angels unaware. And God takes note of these things. And the angel of the Lord encamps around about them that fear God and delivers them. That's what we need to understand today is that the, that the armies of heaven, they're the most powerful fighting force of all time. And they are on our side and they are watching over us. Guardian angels are real. I'm going to prove it to you in just a moment. They surround the people of God. They are God's envoy or escort, if you will, of the people of God as they navigate throughout this earth. The global missions director for the UPCI, Bruce Howe, was years ago going through Ecuador. And they were going up into a village for service and, and some work and ministry and they're in their jeep and they're driving and they see soldiers and there's this checkpoint well you have to stop at checkpoints or they'll shoot you you know and he's like god i know that if we stop we're done And so he just doesn't know what to do. He's driving. If he stops, they're going to jail. They're split up. They're going to jail. It's real bad. So what does he do? He closes his eyes, begins to pray, and puts the pedal to the metal. And he says, I just start driving as fast as I can. Eyes closed, by the way. And he says, when I opened my eyes we were in the air above the soldiers and they sat us down on the other side he told that to a friend of mine as they were going back through the place and he says this is the place the exact spot where the angels helped us that day you need to understand you are not alone 
You need to understand what you are a part of is supernatural. The church is not some dried up dead institution founded by man, but the church is built upon the rock Jesus Christ and it is a heavenly thing, a powerful force. You may think the enemy has you surrounded, but I want to remind you today that what is surrounding you is surrounded by the hosts of heaven. And because of that, you need to understand and believe you can overcome anything. And you can become anything because if God is for you, who can be against you? You believe that today? Somebody say amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord, give him praise. I want to remind you today also that we know the spirit realm is very real. And just like there is the most high God and his angels, there is also evil in the spirit realm. The devil, Satan, demonic spirits, principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places, rulers of the darkness of this world, they work tirelessly to resist the plan of God. That's what we need to understand. They work tirelessly to resist. They can't stop the plan of God, but they can seek to slow it down and they can seek to stop it in certain regions, in areas. How do they stop it? They get you to stop. They get churches to self-destruct. And so when they are at work resisting the plan of God, you need to understand they hate the people of God. They hate the people of God. They seek to attack, manipulate, and destroy. That's their mission. The devil is working and waiting and devising weapons and tactics and all of that to destroy you. You need to understand that today. And you can't let him in. He is devising weapons. Right now, he is observing you and formulating a weapon. But you need to use your weapon, the sword, and declare no weapon formed against me shall prosper in the name of Jesus. It's not going to prosper against my marriage. It's not going to prosper against my family. It's not going to prosper against me or my church or this city. The weapons of the enemy will be destroyed because the word says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You need to rise up today and understand, yes, you may be under attack. Yes, the enemy may be working to take you out. Yes, the enemy may have thrown things in your way to get you complacent and carnal. But you need to rise up in your spirit today and say, today is the day that I am going to see the supernatural again. And understand, I'm not alone on some island all by myself. But I am surrounded by the angel of the Lord and my God. God is for me. If they can't kill you, they'll taunt you. They'll run their mouth, speak lies into your thoughts. That's how they communicate to you or through other people willing to be a mouthpiece. 
That's how they'll work at you and they will seek to take you out in anything that gets you to doubt God and his word, that is the enemy. If you came in here today with questions about God and his word, is this necessary? Is this a big deal? I don't know. I don't think I need to live at this level of consecration. Anything that seeks to make you back down and live at a lower standard and calls you to give up on things in God's word and to question the validity of the things of God's word. Anything that makes you doubt, that is of the enemy. And that's why it's important to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Because this sword is sharp, but we have to be accurate swordsmen of this word and use it correctly and properly. And every time it will defeat the power of the enemy. But this is what we wrestle against. We talked about what is for us, but we're also talking about what is against us. What can be against us? We understand nothing can prosper if we don't let it. But we do wrestle against principalities, powers, rulers, and spiritual wickedness. We battle this in our minds, our lives, and our families, and our churches. Some families in this room today... The enemy is wreaking havoc in your family and God's just waiting on you to rise up and use your spiritual authority as a child of God to drive him out. My question is, is when is enough going to be enough? When are you going to stand up as a man or woman of God and take dominion over those things that are seeking to destroy you and your family? Because you're going to have to fight this fight until the day Jesus raptures us out of here. But you can always get the victory through Jesus Christ. Amen. We battle this for revival in our city and in our region. You know what it's called? Spiritual warfare. The devil isn't passive in his pursuit of you. So we can't be passive in our prayers and in our praise and in our consecrated lifestyle before the Lord. If the enemy isn't passive in seeking to destroy you, we cannot be passive in our pursuit of God, the will of God, and the things of God. I need a louder amen than that. We shouted over angels. We got to shout over our consecration. We have got to be sold out. Fiery and fervent people of God understanding this. This isn't just some country club I belong to. This is the church. This is God's ambassadors on this earth. And he told us to occupy till I come. We can't play games. It's spiritual warfare. And the first one that quits fighting is the first one that is defeated. The enemy's no joke. No joke. They are real. Yet, the word says, Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So Jesus 
reveals to us in the Gospels and the Word of God communicates to us that there are angels that encamp round about the people of God. But Jesus also says, I give you power to tread. Jesus is saying, I put something on you and in you that you have the power to tread. What this verse is saying is Jesus has given us authority over all the enemy's ability. You have the authority. The Holy Ghost in you gives you power to tread on every attack and method and demonic spirit that comes against you. And while you are exercising your spiritual authority as a Holy Ghost child of God, there are angels walking all around you everywhere you go. You're not alone. Whether or not you realize it or believe it or not, there are angels in this room today. They're in this room today because they are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to the heirs of salvation. So what you need to understand is what is in you, the Holy Ghost, is greater than every tactic of the enemy. And what is around you, the angel of the Lord can thwart the attack of the enemy. Why in the world would we ever walk around living and thinking and acting like we're defeated? Greater is in you and angels are all around you. We are a powerful force in the earth and it's time for the people of God to start subduing things and having dominion in our city. They that are for you are more than they that are against you. You're on the winning side today. Be a winner. Live like a winner. Live victorious. Get some faith back in your spirit. You are victorious through Jesus Christ. See the supernatural and understand. I've been having church out of my flesh for far too long. I'm ready to tap into the deep things of God. I'm, I'm ready to partner with the warriors of heaven and get some things done around here in my city. An angel delivered Peter out of prison so he could keep preaching. Why do you not think angels are aiding us in our mission in the 21st century? We're not alone. You need to understand, we're not having this revival on our own. We're not just coming in here having good church and that alone is going to do it. No, we are partnering with the angels of heaven that God has commissioned to this region. And they are working in the supernatural while we're working in the natural. And we are partnering for a great revival in this Bay Area. We've got Jesus and his angels working with us. You know why? Because this is God's revival. We're going to have revival, but this is God's revival. It's going to be how he wants it. It's going to be done how he says to do it. And he is going to visit this place with supernatural signs and wonders and undeniable demonstrations of the spirit of God. 
You're going to have visitations in your home late at night as the Lord moves on you to pray. You're going to see things this year you've never seen before in the spirit because God is raising up people to see the supernatural. Does anybody believe that today? This is God's revival. We're just on this ride. This is God's will. We're just fulfilling it. This is the church's revival. Meaning if this church is going to have explosive revival, the city next to us is going to have explosive revival. And the city on the other side of the bay is going to have explosive revival. And that's why we're coming together here in February and we're going to San Francisco in March and we're going to go to other places. Why? Because if this city can have a visitation of the Holy Ghost, your city can have a visitation of the Holy Ghost. This is the church's revival. For by one spirit have we all been baptized into one body. Somebody say amen. There was a story a friend of mine was telling me yesterday of a lady going in for surgery recently. This is just recently, okay? Not 20 years ago, recently. It was a big surgery. All surgery can make you nervous. Anytime they got to put you under, you're like, well... What exactly are you putting on, putting me under with? And, um, but this one was a big deal. Nervous. This lady's laying in the bed, getting prepped for surgery. And all of a sudden, this woman comes up to her, looks at her, takes her hand, puts it right here, and just begins to pray for her in the name of Jesus. Drops her hand leaves. Woman's like, well, that was weird, but I needed the prayer. Has her surgery, comes out in recovery. That same woman appears to her again, looks at her and says, I'm glad to see the surgery went well. No complications? No, no. The woman laying in the bed for a moment turns to look at her doctor and says, this is the woman that prayed. And the woman is gone vanished no exits okay no exits didn't have time to leave quick enough to not be seen an angel of the lord an angel of the lord ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who are heirs of salvation there's a family in our church sitting on the pew today Last year, out and about, enjoying the beautiful scenery of this beautiful state. Pulled over on one of the vista points to uh, just take the view in for a moment. Starts to get out of the car. Husband on one side, wife on the other. Out of nowhere, this man appears, charging towards them. Dark clothes, dark eyes demon-possessed, in case you were wondering, charging at them, yelling across the parking lot, I'm going to get your wife. She's mine. Over and over and over again. The husband quickly goes around to the other side of the car to get in between the man and his wife. And as the man is approaching the car and getting within swinging distance of the husband's face, this man told me, 
I thought I was going to have to fight. But all of a sudden, a large figure swoops down and comes in between me and this man and raises his arms. And the man with evil, wicked, dark black eyes freezes and yells, leave, get out, go. An angel of the Lord came to the rescue. You see, things are getting stirred up in the spirit around here. And just like the enemy will send things to deceive, distract, intimidate, to trying to take us out, to cause us to quit putting more fire into this revival, I've got news for the enemy. We're only going to keep building it bigger and brighter. And every time you throw something at one of God's people, there's an angel you're going to have to fight with. And if for some reason that angel is having a bad day, you are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Take authority over all the enemy's ability. I need an army of believers to rise up and understand. It's time to see the supernatural. We are moving forward in the name of Jesus and God is going to bring supernatural visitation to this church in this region and it's beginning this year. Lift your hands and why don't you begin to pray and say, Jesus, open my eyes to see. I'm on the winning side. Bring revival to my family. Bring revival to my spirit to understand. I don't have to be a defeated victim, but I am a conqueror through Christ. I am a child of God who has nothing to fear. Stir up the gift of God in you and begin to pray. Allow the Lord to revive your faith in the supernatural. It's real. You can still be healed in your body in 2023. You can still be set free in your mind in 2023. Anybody believe that in the house today? Why don't you pray? These altars are open. Why don't we gather around the front, spend some time in prayer, stirring up the gift of God. See the supernatural. We're not just gathered here, sitting on a pew on Sunday, going through the motions. We're partnering with heaven to advance the kingdom of God here on earth. We're not playing games. We're not doing this man-made tradition. We're a part of a supernatural church filled with the Holy Ghost. And the angels of heaven are fighting for us. The God of angel armies is fighting for us. And no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Begin taking authority over the enemy that's been battling your family, battling your mind. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Man of God, fight for your family. Woman of God, begin to fight for your family. We're the church of the living God. Let there be a release in this house today in the name of Jesus. Supernatural signs and wonders. We command pain to leave the body of those who are in pain. We command diabetes to leave the body of those who are sick with diabetes. Let every heart condition be made whole. Let every mind be made whole. 